We bring this man in every week at this time. He's great. Fox News, I miss his own big-time podcast. Big-time judge. He's my good buddy, Judge Andrew Napolitano. Judge Knapp, how are you this Thursday morning? Uh, I'm great, Ted. Good morning to you. No matter how terrible the news is, it's always a pleasure to be on with you, my dear friend. I feel the same way. Thank you for those kind words. Uh, Glad you're back here on this Thursday. And, uh, of course, uh, you heard me play Jim Jordan there. And you've been talking an awful lot about this on this show, on your podcast, other shows around the country. O'Reilly said it just moments ago. That news does seem to be tightening on Biden. So whether it's uh, early fall or early winter, uh, they can talk all they want, the massive media, about Donald Trump's indictments. The truth is, it looks like the hammer is about to come down hard on Joe Biden. Is that a fair assumption? Yes, it is a fair assumption. And it's based on on the fact that Jim Jordan uh, and the Republican-controlled House Judiciary Committee have unearthed facts which the Democrat-controlled House Judiciary Committee utterly and totally ignored. I heard Bill O'Reilly's Thursday morning uh, comments just a few minutes ago, and I agree with him 100 percent. This will totally uh, eclipse what's happening with Donald Trump because Joe Biden is the incumbent president uh, of the United States. Waiting in the wings is an utter incompetent called Kamala Harris. (laughs) <laughs> and I, don't, I just can't figure out how this ends. Uh, probably the best thing that Joe could do for the country and for the Democratic Party uh, would be quietly to leave or just announce that he's not going to run for re-election. However, the evidence continues to mount. I'm going to quote O'Reilly now, that because of Joe's uh, benign inter- intercessions into his son's business affairs, the son and the brother, that is Joe's brother and Joe's son, were paid millions by crooked Ukrainians to do nothing other than to allow them to use the name Biden. That's not right. If any of that went to the president and he didn't report it on his income taxes, he's got um, an indictment awaiting him once he leaves office. Well, nice for him to get one. Donald Trump will be facing four next week in in Georgia, but again, I maintain that three of them are complete nonsense. They're all nonsense to me, just so you know, Judge, but I do realize there are some legal ramifications with that second one, the documents. I've had some people try to sell me this Mar-a-Lago one may have two. I'm not buying it. This one, to me, of all of them, of all of them, is clear election interference. But you the judge. You know the law. You tell me. I, I think the Mar-a-Lago one is very serious because in, in the modern era, that is post-World War II, no one has been convicted of this crime and uh, escaped imprisonment. Now, the, the most recent indictment, you and I have talked about it. I'm of the view that conspiracy uh, is unconstitutional because a conspiracy charge punishes thought. By definition, the crime did not occur. They're just they're just punishing people for conspiring. As Clarence Sarah once said, if a boy steals a dime, he's not going to go to jail. But if two boys conspire to steal a dime and <laughs> then don't do it, yeah. they are candidates for the penitentiary. <laughs> what kind of a country does this to its own people? Ours. Donald Trump, and I hate to say it because we know him and love him, Rudy Giuliani and others, unindicted co-conspirators, at this point unindicted, uh, have been accused of thought crimes. 
conspiring to do something which they didn't ultimately do. Crime is harm. Where there is no harm, there is no crime. That's the argument that I would um, I would make if I were Trump's lawyers. The argument will lose because the law is to the contrary. This is basically a moral argument from what is right and what is wrong. You're a former judge, and uh, we've had a lot of talk about this specific judge. You know, Kaplan in New York, for example, not a big uh, Trump fan. Back to the E. Jean Carroll case. Uh, this judge, though, was appointed, this woman, Tanya, was appointed by Barack Obama um, and uh, did stuff with that administration, I guess. Long story short, uh, Donald Trump believes, Lindsey Graham believes, Sid Rosenberg believes that this judge hates him. In fact, she uh, wanted to put away these January 6th people forever, as if they committed multiple murders of all these people. So there's no doubt, there's no doubt that she's biased, along with the potential of a Washington, D.C. jury being biased as well. So we've heard about recusals. We've heard about venue changes, but you yourself on this show said the odds of a federal case being moved somewhere around zero. But yet we're still having these conversations, recusal, venue changes. You don't see either, do you? No, but I, but I, I, I'm, I understand why Trump's lawyers are making these arguments and will make these motions. When you uh, are banging your head against the brick wall, the, the jury comes from a jury pool that dislikes your client. The judge has already ruled against your client in another case. The the technique is to force the judge to make as many decisions as you can force her to make on the chance that some of them, some of them will be erroneous. So if there is a conviction, the erroneous decisions she made will form the basis for an appeal. And every once in a while, she'll make an erroneous decision and you can get the third of the not the third circuit, it's the DC circuit. I'm thinking New Jersey. You can get the DC circuit to reverse her immediately, which is like throwing a brushback pitch. Right. Um, right. You understand that concept of that? <laughs> yes. yeah. So, so um, you have to make these motions, even if they are destined to lose. But the chances of them bringing in West Virginia. Or the chances of them uh, switching judges are just none and none. They just don't do that in the federal system. It happens more in the state systems, uh, but not uh, not in the feds. As Professor Dershowitz has said, uh, of the 30-some-odd judges in that courthouse, the worst for Donald Trump is the one he ended up with. That is true, but I'm, but I'm going to make this definitive statement in spite of that. And it's a very a definitive lot of your statement. statements are definitive. That's true. That's why, that's why people love me, because I could be wrong, but at least I show a set of balls. <laughs> Here's my definitive statement, okay? First of all, Donald Trump is not going to prison for any of these crimes, any of these ridiculous indictments. He's not even going to come close to going to prison. And here's my statement. At the end of the day, when it's all said and done, when they finally drop the hammer on Joe Biden, the effects on what these men did or allegedly did will destroy, destroy Joe Biden and that family and not Donald Trump. You can take that to the bank. I agree with you. And you have you have some evidence for that. The evidence is the rise of RFK Jr. And Joe Biden stuck with more disapprovals than approvals. As Dick Morris will tell you, it's impossible to get reelected and it's almost impossible to govern when your disapproval rating is higher than your 
uh, approval rating. The flip side of that is the more they indict Trump, the more popular he becomes. I mean, that, that's a fact. I, I know it's counterintuitive. It's counterintuitive except for Trump uh, because his base sees him as a victim, sees him as suffering for them, and wants him to uh, prevail. Well, so you so, but hold on. You, you, you say his base, and uh, I'll use my beautiful wife, anecdotal as an example. She ain't his base. She don't love Donald Trump, but she's an attorney. She's a very, very bright lady and a fair person. She is disgusted, disgusted with every one of these indictments. And again, never voted for Trump, doesn't love Trump. She's not part of his base. And that's why his numbers continue to go up, because outside the base, sane Americans that don't wake up every morning looking for another another reason to hate my guy, Wake up and go, this, this is gross. And my wife is one of them. I think your wife is one of, of uh, I'll use a Richard Nixon phrase, O'Reilly just to reference Nixon a few minutes ago, a silent majority. Your wife is, uh, is an anecdotal example of uh, millions of Americans who just had enough of dumping uh, on right. Donald Trump. So no matter the outcome in the courts, He'll probably be back in the White House uh, in two years. I agree with you. Uh, I really do. Uh, People say he's unelectable. They really have no idea what they're talking about. But this column. It also depends on who who he runs against. I mean, Joe Biden cannot compose a grammatically accurate English sentence. There's not one one Democrat that can beat him. Not Gavin Newsom, not Kamala Harris, not Buttigieg. The only Democrat, again, at the risk of repetition, that can beat Donald Trump this morning is Michelle Obama, and she ain't running. So uh, that's it. I agree with you. I agree with you on that. All right. Let's get to this column because you do write really good columns. And let me say this. I read them. I don't just promote them, give you a chance to talk about them. I read them. And I swear to you, Judge, I learn something from your columns every week. Love this one. My friend George may not love it. But right, right. right. <laughs> I got to meet your friend because, because the cat man tells me he's not happy with me. <laughs> no. Hey, listen, George is a, a great guy, honorable guy. He has yeah. sat in this studio and he's come to tears that's how much he loves the FBI, the Justice Department, because he gave 24 years of his life as an honest, right. good man, and he hates the way it's being talked about out there. But unfortunately, a lot of these stories are true. And you write, the FBI unwittingly investigates itself. Tell us about that. Yeah, you almost can't make this up. You know, there's software out there that the FBI bought, which is now illegal to use. The software allows the owner of it or the user of it to to capture the contents of a cell phone or a desktop without tricking the uh, owner of the cell phone or the desktop into clicking on a link. It's called zero click. It's basically a super spy mechanism, totally and utterly unconstitutional. So when to Joe Biden's credit, when he learned that this was bought by the FBI in the Trump administration, they didn't tell Trump about it. Trump would never have allowed this. This is the type of thing that was used on him when he was uh, in uh, Trump Tower. Uh, when Joe Biden learned that the FBI uh, bought this, uh, he banned it and he banned all products from this Israeli company that makes it. Then the FBI finds out somebody in the U.S. is using a very similar product from the same uh, company. Who the heck could it be? We know this stuff is illegal. Who's using it? 
they were using it. It took FBI management six months to figure out that FBI agents were back to using this oh, stuff please, again. Please. Where is it? It's in a, in a warehouse in New Jersey, not far from where I am now. It's illegal to import. It's illegal to use. They don't know what the hell to do with it. It's almost like a vial of, uh, of, of deadly germs. You can't remove it. You can't throw it out. You can't destroy it. It's just sitting there. Wow. Wow. So, you know, the temptation of government to to spy on us is so voracious uh, that they, they monitor everything we do today. And again, I'm not a fan of Biden's. You know that any more than you are. But to his credit, he banned this stuff as soon as he found out it was out there. And some FBI people went around the ban and Chris Ray caught them. But of course, Took six months to do so. Wow. Very interesting. Again, folks, uh, check it out. The FBI unwittingly investigates itself by my dear friend, great guest, terrific guy, Judge Andrew Napolitano. Well, as always, Judge Knapp, great, great, great conversation. Thank you so much. Enjoy your week. We'll do it again next week. You got it, my man. All the best to you. And tell your wife I love her. <laughs> well, you bet. She loves you, too. That's uh, he is great. Judge Andrew Napolitano at this time every Thursday. Thank you, Judge Knapp. I love my Italian heritage and the food that goes along with it. That's why on Sundays after church, I head over with my father to Italo's Fine Foods on Forest Avenue in Staten Island with our list from mom. They have two locations on Forest Avenue, 1566 and the new one at 725. It's family-owned and serving Italian specialties since 2014. They also have a full catering menu, the freshest meats, imported San Martano tomatoes from Italy, and the best mozzarella. Order in-store, by phone, or online. They even deliver. ItaloFineFoods.com, I-T-A-L-O, FineFoods.com. Tell them Vinnie Madunio and WABC sent you. Manja.